Hi everyone, this is Life with Catherine, episode 36 on April 14th. Today's episode is about soul searching and getting myself back on track after feeling like a mess for a while. Here we go. This is Life with Catherine. Sharing stories from my heart with a smile. And I'll even sing once in a while. Together, we'll learn more about the people who inspire me. Come along, Pond. This podcast is about kindness and positivity. And this week, I'm focusing that inward. I recorded an episode last week that I never uploaded. It was called... I'm a mess. (laughs) I spent an hour talking about roadblocks in my life that made me annoyed, jealous, frustrated, and was also, I was way too hard on myself. Though that is still a real part of myself and my personality sometimes, when I listened back, I decided it was just noise. I felt it had no point or focus, so I decided to start over. The root of I'm a mess, I suppose it comes from frustration. My frustration of being a dreamer who lives in reality. I'm impatient to see the world and the monotony of commuting was getting on my nerves. I'm also wanting to invest in myself, take a program, upgrade some skills, but I'm a little nervous to commit to a two-year program. Is it something I even want to do? Time is so valuable and our choices matter. So where do I really want to be five years from now, 10 years from now? What is Not what is my current path. Where do I really want to be? I also want to be a fairy godmother who wanders around tapping people with her magic wand, filling them with inspiration, kindness, and happiness. Though I'm not sure that's an actual job in real life. (laughs) When I listened back to that recording, I really, what I really was trying to do was I was soul searching. Though I was actually taking the longer route. (laughs) I love my podcast, hosting it, talking with people, learning, listening, and helping people connect with each other. That is one of my strengths. I had a magical daydream recently that I created a crowdfunding page to send my podcast to France. It was like, Send life with Catherine to France and she'll go smile and inspire people and connect with them. 
I imagined meeting people, hearing stories, and entering their worlds. It fascinated me, the idea that someone could just know me, Catherine, or just meet me and see the value in investing in the simple idea of me wandering around France, spreading joy and kindness. <laughs> then I came back down to the real world, but for a suspended moment in time, it actually hung in the air. I guess I'll just keep having to save towards it and get there on my own one day. But it was a really cool daydream. My day job, I often refer to it on the show, and that's because I really don't want to step on any toes of conflicts of interest or anything, but there really is no conflict of interest of talking about what you do. I work for a company, and I am the new hire ambassador, so what I do is I help our new hires move from the HR side into the training and actually helping them launch, I call them like flying like birds, launch into what they're going to be doing and get them started off on the absolute best possible foot that we can. They've met absolutely everyone that could possibly inject something into their inspiration, into where they start. Not just the obvious people, but what else can be done to literally springboard them into success. Now, they've been hired in order because they have a certain set of skills and knowledge and they're doing that on their own. But what can we do also to ensure that they feel inspired and powerful? And that's my role. I get to, uh, it sounds really glamorous, I know. <laughs> a lot of it is hard work. But I feel like it's an amazing fit for me. So on Thursday, I worked late. I said goodbye to Angie at the end of the day, same as I always do. She's so nice. And I headed home. The Sky Train was busy as usual. You know, it's 6.30 at night. <laughs> I got off the train at my usual stop, and on the platform there was a fellow who was both physically and visually impaired, and he seemed distressed. He was moving his head in different directions. He was all turned around, basically. I asked him if he'd like a hand, and he actually said yes. Sometimes people don't. They want to be independent. But in this moment, I could sense that he, he needed a hand. He had his two canes, but he put one under his other arm so he could support himself with my arm. It was sweet because we walked arm in arm and he straightened up and it was like he was proudly escorting me to my bus stop. We walked very slowly and I waited while he found the elevator button found his way into the elevator on his own, and then back out. I also waited while he tapped us out at the SkyTrain exit. 
because you have to tap your card to exit out. He told me his name was Robert. As we walked and crossed into the bus loop, and when we reached his stop, he already knew we were there. I didn't have to tell him. Thanks, Robert, for the lovely walk. After having that walk, I couldn't imagine just walking right past him. Sometimes we're in a rush, but this night I wasn't. Another night this week, my friend Maureen plays flute in a district band, so I went to her concert. Uh, Alyssa and I went with her. Um, we met up with uh, Maureen's husband and brother. The show was called Pictures and Postcards. It was fantastic. Thank you, Mo. And holy cow, her brother is so interesting. I'm sure I've met him before, actually. Let me put it this way. I'm tagging him as a future podcast guest. <laughs> we only had literally 10 minutes before the show and the first intermission, like that little space of time. And in that time, we talked about everything, including Joss Whedon, everything in the Joss Whedon universe and how relevant it is. We talked about university. We talked about job firings breakups, and philosophy. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> so in the concert, there's this kid in, so he's in their, their band. He's in grade 12 at a fine arts school. This kid plays five instruments. He was playing bassoon that night. He's written an opera. And at this concert, they played one of his original pieces written in band format with all the instruments interacting and showcasing at their own points. So he didn't just write a song and play guitar, which is still amazing in its own feat. He actually had all of these intertwining layers of music. I was pretty impressed. Also, his song was called Calcium. And it was about taking care of your teeth. <laughs> this kid, Justin, he is so talented and hilarious. But also you could see he was a little shy, but you could see he was in his element at the band. When the, when the band was playing, he's like apparently in choir and band and jazz band and concert band. and Which makes sense when you're at a fine arts high school. So I, I'm sorry I didn't bring the program home. I left it on my desk at work. I put it up because it's like a, a cool memento of time with Maureen. Anyway, so I left it there, but I don't know his last name. But anyways, it was really cool. I was like, really, this kid? Of course, I'm 100% jealous, but very, very happy for him, of course. That's his own world. I'm currently obsessed with Professor Brian Cox from BBC Earth. I'm completely hooked and fascinated. I always wanted to be interested in science, but it never quite computed with me. It never connected on a human level, and that's not anyone's fault. Can't blame teachers or anything. It just, it never reached me before. But as a science fiction fan and as a romantic, I love hearing about the stars and galaxies, how things are formed and how knowledge compounding helps us move forward. 
I've learned that the Earth is round because gravity has an equal pull in each direction towards the center of the Earth. Equal pull means equal distance all the way around, and that's why. I've learned that all the elements in the periodic table come from space, specifically from supernovas, which are exploding stars. The element or elements produced are all based on the star itself. Its age, size, intensity of heat, and also the intensity of heat in each stage of exploding. Depending what stage it, that the matter fuses, the fusion of the matter, depending which stage and how hot it is, that is the deciding factor of which element or elements are created. It's a recipe. Those factors decide which elements then form and float through space, eventually falling to Earth, or some have actually formed part of the Earth. That's why some elements are so rare, because it takes a very specific type of star exploding at certain heat levels and having all the, well, elements is a bad word, all the matter there, the intensity of the explosion and the, the heat level will decide which element or elements form. It's just, it blows my mind. I remember sitting in science class looking at this periodic table in grade 9 going, yeah, but where do they come from? I know they form everything in the universe, hydrogen, helium, oxygen, iron, all these things, but where do they come from? How are they formed? And it never quite computed. So it's really, really cool to kind of be a bit of a science nerd right now. Um, Professor Cox, he also showed us, as in viewers, a picture of a small red dot in space, which is actually a red star that is one of the oldest, one of the oldest things in existence. It's a star born close to the beginning of the formation of the universe. And the light from that star and the explosion of that star way, 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 way back is just reaching us now. The light is like an echo billions of years later, thus allowing us to actually see back in time. <laughs> this blows my mind. I also love how grandiose he can be. <laughs> You'll often hear him say, this happened a billion, 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 billion years ago. And like, or it happens billions and billions and billions of this and that. It, it makes me laugh every time. Okay, so now I'm going to switch gears to music. Anyone who knows me knows I love music and just musicality of people and everything in general. When people are talking, I still quite often hear them in a musical way. And one of the fellows I work with actually came in and I go, uh, I work on Thursday and I go, good morning. And then he goes, 
good morning and he says did you notice i actually answered you lyrically and musically and i'm like um of course i did i'm so proud of you <laughs> it was just like somebody that stepped outside of themselves to kind of be in my world for a whole second it was cool thanks kent Alyssa likes to laugh at me because I rarely listen to music that was made past 1994 or 1996. <laughs> so it's no surprise that this song I'm going to talk about hit number three on the Billboard charts in 1991. Show Me The Way was written by Dennis DeYoung and was released as the second single on the album Edge of the Century. By Sticks, so it was recorded by the band Sticks. Dennis is also the lead vocalist and keyboardist. He was a Roman Catholic and originally wrote this song as a type of hymn for his son about humanity and the struggle of humanity. Its relevance today, even now, is so obvious in its lyrics, its themes, its intention, and it talks about how your worldviews evolve as you grow older. And I don't think I've explained much more than that. So I obviously don't have the rights to play the music, so I'm going to sing a couple lines of it for you. Every night I say a prayer in the hopes that there's a heaven but every day I'm more confused as the saints turn into sinners all the heroes and legends I knew as a child have fallen to idols of play and I feel this empty place inside. So I pray I've lost my faith. Show me the way. Show me the way. Bring me tonight to the river and wash my illusions away. Show me the way. And as I slowly drift to sleep, for a moment dreams are sacred. I close my eyes and know there's peace in a world so filled with hatred. That I wake up each morning and turn on the news to find we've so far to go. And I keep on hoping for a sign. So I pray I just won't go. Show me the way. Man, that song gets me every time. <laughs> I close my eyes and know there's peace. I know there's peace in a world so filled with hatred. And when I turn on the news... I find it's, we've so far to go. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. 
Okay. Very soon, I'll be doing a bunch of interviews. Um, I'll be recording and loading those. I've had a few that have been in the works for a while and are just now hitting the record phase and others I'm still planting seeds for. I'm really working on it in my spare time. This is a fun thing that I do for myself, for my soul and my heart. Also, my daughter Alyssa promised me a promo picture, which is really cool because she's, to me, uh, she's my favorite makeup artist and uh, she just has such creativity and craft to what she's doing and talent and I just I'm really excited for her own individual journey so it's pretty cool so I asked her if she would do my makeup and style and uh, take the photo and edit it and stage it and everything so soon we'll be having a new promo pic thank you Alyssa good night to everyone out there listening thank you for supporting this magical adventure of mine some people ask me why the 11th doctor is my favorite on doctor who most people love david tennant who's the 10th doctor or they have certain favorites but my favorite my doctor is matt smith and he's the what they call 11 he's the 11th doctor and his story is about him being the doctor regenerated into this kind of, she calls him a raggedy man, a goofy guy with a beautiful heart. And he comes across this young girl who needs help in her life. And they bond. And as she grows up, he stays the same age. The theme around this set of stories is all about a fairy tale, a magical adventure, a young girl, innocent and sweet and kind being swept up into this magical fairy tale, and her name is Amelia Pond. So you'll know in the beginning of my episodes, my intro always has Come Along Pond, and that's to do with the Doctor and Amy Pond's adventures, where they're always on the run, and he's always like, Come Along Pond! And uh, I don't know, I just feel like that's a metaphor for my life. I feel like it's bit of a fairy tale where I run around and do all these wonderful things that I'm so grateful for. So that's where it comes from. I'll close the episode with the sounds of birds chirping and a stream running, which I recorded at my dad's house during a recent trip to Vancouver Island. I just thought it'd be a really beautiful, peaceful way to end an episode. So you'll hear the stream and the birds and the just the sound you can feel breathing in the fresh air, just listening to it. So, good night. Thank you. <laughs>